Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Welcome into another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Today I'll be joined by University of New Hampshire men's soccer head coach Mark Hubbard. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Driving me, really appreciate it. Absolutely, I know it's a super busy time of year here in August for you and, and every college coach across the country, really. But how are things looking? You guys are just days away from opening up a new season. You're, you're you've already started preseason practices and everything. So how's the team looking? What's kind of the mindset right now for everybody? Well, uh, yeah, days away from starting and then days away from beginning our season. It's it's all the same thing, and it it's it's not long enough. So <laughs> I always feel like preseason's a little crunched and when we have 15 new faces this year it's not a lot of time to get everyone on the same page so we're uh, we're scurrying around to try and make sure we can build a a good strong foundation a good good culture going forward uh but it's it's definitely a lot of work and a big challenge for us you guys are i know <laughs> no coaches like to talk about these these preseason top 25 rankings because we haven't even played any matches yet but you guys are right there in the national conversation again, number, I believe, 23 in the in the preseason top 25. I mean, that's familiar territory for you guys since you've been at the program. Do you even take a before and when it's August and we haven't played any matches? I mean, how much stock do you even put into those rankings to the to the players acknowledge them? Do you just kind of keep it out of the conversation? How do you handle that whole thing? Good question. I don't put any stock. I just basically take what? Well, what, how the last season finished and replicated. What's funny is that they do change it a little bit and every single year we'll drop a couple spots than what we finished in the previous year, which I think goes to show like still kind of where we are as a program and how we're respected nationally. So we use that as motivation the guys to, to talk about that and sort of the challenges and obstacles that we face here at New Hampshire and, and in our conference. Now, this is going to be year nine for you at UNH, right? Eight. Eight. You've had, I, I think I, I was reading 10 plus wins every season you've been there. I think six, six or seven straight NCAA tournament berths. I mean, you guys have been in the mix for quite a while now. What is it do you think about, I know you're a New Hampshire guy, right? You grew up in the state, went to, played high school in the state. Funny that, sorry to cut you off. It might be my night. <laughs> I, 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 you would know, I mean, well, eighth or ninth, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs, but what we do know is the success has been there since you've been there. What is it about New Hampshire? Do you think that's made it such a, a grounds for, for a really strong college soccer program? How have you guys been able to elevate yourselves into that national conversation being from one of the smaller states in the country? Yeah. I mean, we're at a, a, a state public funded institution the worst, if not the second worst in the entire country in terms of government support. Right. To their... And so I grew up in the town and in the area and was an assistant for five years as well before I, I went to Southern New Hampshire. So I have a, a very strong affinity for where this program was and and what the school and the state is about. And we definitely lean on that heavily to use that as a chip on the shoulder when trying to prove others wrong and, and build the build the program in 2015. I think when we first got here initially, it was a lot of just confidence in that we could actually do it and a sense of togetherness that 
could push us if we, if we work hard to sort of grind out results, but also start to build a, a culture where we were getting better as soccer players and trying to improve the way we played and, and break teams down and institute that sort of system into the, into the program over the course of time. The beliefs and the confidence continue to, to grow and you start peppering in with scheduling and a little bit difficult co- competition and you sort of rise to that. And I just got out of a team meeting and that's why I was late, but sort of with 15 new guys, there's 18 completely new guys to preseason this year, which is interesting. So you're trying to, you've got new voices and you're trying to talk to them about where the program was and they have no idea. They're just coming into the program and they've seen what's happened past five, six years and us being a top 25 program and they're bought into that and they, they just think that's the way it's always going to be. But you have to talk and lean on maybe some alumni or some guys that have been here for five years to sort of understand how hard it is to sustain the success that we've had. That's the that's the biggest story. I think when we first got here, it's easier to make the climb and push to, we were 164 in the RPI. We built it to 52 or 51 after the first year, and then it was 41 after the second year. And so that was easy to sort of get to that point. And then to get into the top 25, our RPI the last six years has been on average the 15th best in the country. So that's really the ranking that we use that's most important. Coaches' polls are nice and different in Pepsi and Flash, but it's the RPI that matters when selecting teams into the NCAA tournament. So understanding how to get there and sort of spread that message to 15 new players, 18 from last fall is, is really the biggest challenge we've had. But a lot of it just is hard work and I would say selective recruiting. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, just in, in terms of the roster construct, I mean, you have a great All-American player in Yannick Bright. You have, you've had great players over the last few years who have gained some national notoriety. How important for you is is taking care of of the New England region when you're winning these recruiting battles and, and landing some of these top-notch players from New England? Because obviously you're landing players from the way Division One soccer is now. You're getting players from all over the world. But how important is winning some of those recruiting battles in, in the home area here? It's, it's everything. You want to protect your home, your homeland, your backyard, per se. So we will always, being a state institution, we always want to have New Hampshire guys and homegrown guys that are in the program. And I think our bread and butter has really been getting guys in, in the New England Northeast region that are untapped, that have a certain ethic and character and potential about them, and really bringing them into our system and growing them as people and, and players. I think our best example locally is Josh Bauer, who when he was first coming through the process, he wasn't sure if he wanted to play Division One soccer. He wasn't sure what it really meant and uh, end up redshirting here his first year starting the next three and is now starting and playing for Nashville and in the MLS. So, hmm. and that's a guy that's 40 minutes down the road. So <clears throat> last year's team, we had six guys off that team signed pro contracts. One of them is a local kid, Chris Pinkham from Concord, New Hampshire, same, same molds came in, redshirted, worked hard and developed a role and ability. And now he's playing pro. So I think that's part of our recipe is to make sure that we're getting guys that really have an affinity for the area, understand who we are, want to come in and be a part of a winning culture, put their head down, work hard, absorb. And as if they do do that, then they'll be rewarded in the end. Funny that 
here in the Northeast in New England, we have two of the best men's soccer teams in the country with you guys in Vermont. And it's, it's kind of developed into a nice rivalry within the American East Conference. And it's a, it's a big matchup. I'm sure that a lot of people nationwide pay attention to them every year. You guys are conference rivals. Vermont had that great NCAA tournament run last year. What's that matchup become to you just facing Vermont every year and having that, that New England rival within the conference? Oh, it's great. We won every team in our conference to do well. It builds up our conference RPI, makes it stronger, and gives us a better chance of achieving our team goals in the national tournament. So we want everyone that in, the, in our conference to do well. And the Vermont one's obviously special. Like Rob was when I first got to SNU. Rob was my first assistant there for four years. So, and then helps, helps him get to Vermont as the assistant. And then he's done, he's done wonderful things there. His assistants have been former players of mine as well past couple of years so there's a there's an understanding of who, who we are and a little bit of the same mold but doing things a little bit differently so I'm, I'm happy for them but obviously when we're playing them it's it's a different different game and but more teams that we play that are in our area that can help elevate our ability to to do what we want is we're all for now you guys will open the season at virginia commonwealth but you have some some games on the schedule this year with other New England programs outside of the Mercury's, BU, Northeastern, Harvard. H- how important are those matchups against other New England teams? And just can, can you speak to just the, the strength of New England Division I soccer right now and, and you know, what it's like? There's a, there's a, a bunch of programs. To, it's not hard to find a, a pretty good game within a, a decent distance. So what's that like having all these, all these programs around the area? Yeah, I would say that's nice that we have a lot of natural built-in rivalries that are close by, so we're not having to travel or or distances. I think scheduling in Division One has been really difficult. More more specifically, this this last year, but it, it just feels like every year it gets harder because teams and power conferences, as they're growing, don't want to play on the road, so they're they're creating these scenarios where they're playing eleven home games and maybe four or five are on the yeah. road and. The, a lot of those are dictated by the conference. So it's a, it's disappointing. So it makes our scheduling a little bit harder, but we always say that scheduling is more important than recruiting. If you have a good schedule, it's balanced and you do a, a good job betting on those teams you're playing to do well, and then you're going to give yourself the best chance. And obviously if you have good players, you got to go out and win those games. And I think this schedule for NCAA tournament teams on there, it gives us good good balance from home and away and uh, will challenge us in different ways, but also provides proper rest once we get into the, the conference tournament. Those those close rivalries are really important. I'd, like, I'd love to play more teams that are, are closer to us annually, just because it's easy. It creates a more of that Vermont rivalry type of feel, and it's easier on the budget too. I think <laughs> right. It's actually more back and forth and all games in a way and it creates that better balance so but yeah the the teams that are local like northeastern's a great one because rich winery be my my former assistant right. years yeah job so there's there's special meaning there that's that's always that's a fun one he is getting better under kevin and josh is doing a great job at harvard so like those are those are great games that we get reciprocal sort of agreements and we're, we're happy to play them every year right you touched on all the new faces in the program this year, and obviously UNH isn't taking anyone by surprise. Whoever you play, everyone knows your program. Everyone knows how successful you've been. What's going into this season? Do you have any things that you highlighted of what it would make it a successful season? I mean, does that change from year to year? Do you have 
or, or is it always consistent of, of what you what you consider a successful season is the same thing every single year? I think we're we're still more to achieve here. That's the that's always the message, and mm-hmm. uh, starts with winning the regular season in our conference, and and then winning the, the tournament title, and and then winning the national championship. Those 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 three championships we we set out to win every single year. So when it gets into the NCAA tournament, obviously being able to host, get a buy and host, be a top 16 seed is is the goal. A lot of that's dictated by how you do in your out-of-conference as well as your in-conference, but also how those teams do. So some of it's out of your control, but most of it's in your control. We get ourselves in a position where we're hosting in the NCAA tournament in, in New Hampshire in late November. We're, we're feeling very good about our chances. And once you get a little bit further in the NCAA tournament, past experience, a lot of it is a little bit of luck and timing. So we've been building up some of that karma, I feel like, the last few years. And hopefully with the, with the new group and some, some fresh energy, we feel like we've been able to sort of change things, sort of keep a lot of things the same that have got us to this point, but adapt and change a little bit so that get us over that hump and push us past the third round of the tournament. Right. And and as a New Hampshire guy, does it give you, I mean, you, we, you kind of talked about this, but does this give you some... Some of that extra motivation that this is your home state, this is your home state university. You guys are firmly on the map in the national discussion, contending for national championships. I mean, how proud proud does that make you as a New Hampshire guy with roots from the state? Everything. Yeah. So, I, like, I was a I was a kid that was a ball boy for the this team in the <laughs> early nineties. So I was going to camps and I was in touch with players a lot just because of my own development and playing with them in, in the off times. And so. It, been in the program in a couple of different roles and you've been able to bring it from a certain place and reestablish and it, get it consistently into the top 25. And I think people have a real appreciation for that around here, a lot of pride. So that's, it's special to be able to be out in the community and be at school and to, to, to have people talk about the soccer program as being one of the top programs in school. That's because it's typically been a hockey predominant football institution and we've been We've been right up there and it's been a been a nice ride. We're in the midst of building a, a stadium as well, soccer specific stadium. So that's another kind of off the off the record type of thing that, right. that we're using towards and right. That's gonna be twenty, twenty five million dollar stadium and that could be a real difference maker in terms of consistently establishing and putting us in that picture from a recruiting standpoint. Awesome. Well, hey, I know these these August days are busy for you coaches, so I appreciate you finding some time for us. And obviously, we'll be we'll be keeping close tabs on on the Wildcats and the the college soccer season as it comes. But thanks for joining us today, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity. You guys have done a good job, really highlighting the the region's best players in soccer and and building the game, and it's much appreciated. And hopefully, you talk in the future. Excellent. Thanks for saying that. And thanks again to Mark Hubbard for joining our podcast. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Gold Podcast is produced by David Yaz and is a Siemens Media production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Gold Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Or visit anysoccerjournal.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.